What's happening, boys and girls? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity. Right here on the Promise Life Network. We are without Mike again today, Kim. Oh, wow. He has abandoned us once again. I mean, is he, you know, looking to move somewhere else? Like, <laughs> leave the organization? Like, I... well, He's on vacation this time. Oh, okay. He's on vacation. All right, well, Mike. That's fine. He's in Virginia. Okay. Well, and wasn't he supposed to get you some cupcakes or something? You know what? Yes. You didn't give him a place to get the cupcakes from, did you? I am so grateful for technology that I can reach <laughs> out to make sure he yeah. brings me some cupcakes. Oh, my gosh. Let me. What's let me the name see. of the cupcake place? Oh, my gosh. Sprinkles. Sprinkles? Yes. They got one of those downtown Disney. No. Yes. Do not. No, they have a sprinkles machine downtown Disney. My bad. They do. They have an automated sprinkles machine downtown Disney. No, I don't know what that is. What does it sprinkle? It's from the sprinkles cupcake people. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I saw something online about it. No, uh, I'm lying. It is not sprinkles. I apologize see? for this. You're going to have a man bringing you the wrong place cupcake. that I love. It is called Crumbs. Oh, I've heard of Crumbs. From D.C., please. Yes. Anybody who he's is not, listening, if, you, if the spirit <laughs> moves you to order me <laughs> cupcakes from Crumbs, oh, yeah. my gosh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I feel it. I, I feel can see it. it. Yeah. Yeah, the glory yes. has, has fallen. I'm sorry. I need departed. six. I do not need one. No. <laughs> but I need half a dozen. I'm going to let you know. So if, I'm going to let you know what's what your, number. What's your cupcake flavor? Oh, my gosh. Um, I love the red velvet. Okay. They have Oreo that I love. Ooh, that's good. It is so good. Those are my two favorite. The other that the other that I love is, you know, like the birthday cake one, but they are so good. Yeah. Every time I'm in Union Station, I'm like, I have to get crumbs cupcakes. I have to. Wow. I'm called to that. How many times have you had them? Oh, man. <laughs> If you even <laughs> let me know that you're driving in the DMV area, listen, I have to place an order. Y'all should see Kim's face right now. Man, Eyes I almost closed. missed the flight behind these cup these cupcakes. I love. Did you them. really? Yes. Now that's serious. Yes, me and TSA almost say like you guys. You know you can't bring. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is serious. But I love those cupcakes. Love. Mm, them. I'm gonna have to get me some. Yes. I've heard good things about crumbs. They're amazing. But I haven't been to DC since. Oh my god. I don't even know how long DC, it's been. Maryland, Virginia, like someone, anybody, anybody, <laughs> anybody. If oh. I get if I get cupcakes delivered to the station office over the course of the next week, you know that I'm eating them, right? Mm, no. I'm not gonna tell you that don't, they even showed up. Don't I mean I will leave. <laughs> I will leave. That's that's cause for me to leave. Like I have to resign. Yeah. Yes, they're amazing. Mm. So what are we talking about today, Kim? Operating in the know. That's a varying, I like the way you put that, operating in the know. A lot of people don't do that. Nope. 
a lot of people operate on what they see and hear and feel and touch and all that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, these 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 chemicals that have an impact on us that our emotions are so are just so serious. They are very serious. And they sometimes cloud us from the know. Without a doubt. Right. But okay, so I guess if we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about knowing that you know, operating out of what you know. Operating out of what you know. <laughs> And so if we're going to talk about that, I guess the first question we have to answer is, how do you know? How do you know that you know? How do you know that you know? Yeah. There's just absolutely no question. You know. (laughs) You just know. I think that is the most prevalent answer is that you just know. I think there's a couple of ways you can know. Knowing is no different than you sitting in the chair that you're in right now, whether it's your vehicle, whether it's at your desk, whether it's where I am sitting right now in this chair. I sit in this chair with no questions, and I know that it will hold me up. There's no question. I don't look at the chair and go, wait, let me just check whether or not this (laughs) chair can hold me up. You just simply know. There is no question. So it, it requires a level of trust right. to know. And a level of confidence. Yes. Um, and I think, I think specifically when we're talking about uh, actions in our lives, there's a couple of ways we can know. We can know based off the Word of God. You know, Word yes. of God is a good indicator of what you should know. Yes. Whether you know it or not, you should know. Um, we can know based off our experience but sometimes that's not even a, a solid something you know. That can fluctuate sometimes. Absolutely. Um, and then there is the level of knowing where it's just like, I don't know how I know, I just know. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes that's one of the most powerful ones. I do too. <laughs> it's when you're like, I don't know how I know, I just know. How do you know that this is what you're supposed to do with your life? I don't know, I just know. And I can give you a lot of indicators. Oh, I can't think about anything else, and it's a passion, and it's a love, and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I just know. So now we're going back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. We can create something into knowing. Yes. 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 I love it. (laughs) I love that. I love when you can create something into know because you know it before you knew it. And I think that's how... How, not I think, I know that's how our God operates. He knew us before Before we were. Yeah, before we existed. Right, and he has empowered us with that same ability. Yes. But it requires a higher level of belief, a higher level of thought. A higher level of faith. Yes. Faith, 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 and a whole lot of faith. Yes. Because it's not, you know, you get, there's trust, and then there's belief, but none of those match faith, you know? And... In order to be in that place where you are creating what you know, where you are knowing something into existence, like you said, you've got to have faith in, number one, your creator, who is your example of being able to do that. So you've got, you know, a a basis for your experience. And then you also have to have faith in what he's put on the inside of you to be able to know that thing into existence. You know, we have a model for it. It's not like we're, you know, we don't have any base of reference for right. it. And that's, ha- that's how all things are created, actually. Yeah. With a reference. Absolutely. Because we don't create anything on our own. You know, everything that man creates is something that he has a base of reference for. Yep. 
And so even knowing something into existence, we have a base of reference for that. You know, just like you said, the Bible says that before he knew us, before we were in our mother's womb, before the foundations of the earth, he knew us. So before he even created earth, he knew us before he created us. He knew my name. Yeah. He's like, Kim. And I was like, I wasn't there, so I couldn't answer. (laughs) But he knew my name. He knew your name. He knew our listener's name. He knew exactly when you would come. Right. He knew what you would do. Wow. How you would feel about it. Everything. That, that's that's a level of power that we have the ability to to operate on. And so. And you know what else? It's a level of intimacy that I think we don't often tap into. In our ability to know. Why do something. you think that is? Why do you think we don't tap into it? I think I think mm-hmm. we don't tap into that intimacy for a couple of reasons. And I would say probably the main reason is because we're afraid. You know, we're afraid of what might be found or might not be found in that place. You know, for me to know something before it exists is a very intimate connection with that thing. And let's use a very bad example, right? So let's, yeah, very horrible example. So let's say we're talking about building a chair, right? Right. And before the chair is built, I've got to envision what the chair looks like. And, you know, maybe there's a blueprint that I've created and so on and so forth. But I've known this chair before it gets created. Okay. Right. But in order for me to do any of that, there's a level of intimacy within myself that I have to tap into. And that intimacy is my ability to see and create this thing that is on the inside of me. And I think that's where we get afraid because a lot of us are afraid to know ourselves in order to know something into existence. You must know you. So you know what's inside of you and then you can kind of create from there. Right. Um, and it allows you to be able to create those things that you would be masterful at creating. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe all of us still have a lane, you know, and I'm not trying to create outside my lane. I agree. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to, to do a, you know, a violinist masterpiece. That's not my lane. Right. So I need to create inside my lane. But in order for me to do that, I have to know myself. And I have to be get into an intimate relationship with myself and an intimate relationship with my creator. And I need to allow him to show me who I really am in order for me to get the trust and the faith and the confidence to be able to know something into existence. So basically we're, we're b- becoming intimate with ourselves to know ourselves, but though that knowing is ba- is to kind of build a basis for our beliefs, correct of ourselves and our what we're capable of, right, right, because you can't create anything if you don't believe you can create it, right, absolutely not. I think another thing that keeps us from from knowing that we know is distractions. Oh God, yes, like so many different things distract us from actually knowing that we know. There's so many things in our sight line mm-hmm. that say different than what we may know on the inside. Yes. Without a doubt. That serves to be a, a huge um, barrier for, for us in knowing that we know. Yeah. In the sight line and in the soundscape. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because you're seeing no and you're hearing no, but you know, the answer is yes. Right. It's like everything contradicts what, what you, you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> And I always like I 
the funny thing for me is I like that. Like I know I, you I, do. I'm like <laughs> I've watched you many times. I'm like I'm running toward it just because everything else says you know all mm. signs point this way, but right. I'm like ah I'm going this way. <laughs> um, but it definitely is definitely um, it's always a challenge. But you know what? That turns most people off. They don't want to, when all signs point this way, they don't want to go that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If everything in front of them is saying, no, you can't do this, no, you can't have this, no, you can't be this, they just believe it. Right. They just accept what nature tells them instead of, and then that comes into play the fact that they haven't gotten to know themselves. Because you can only fall for that that lie, because that's what it is, it's a lie. You can only fall for that lie when you have not gotten intimate with yourself and your creator. When you haven't gotten intimate with yourself and Christ to really know what you know that you know that you know that you know, you know, then is when you fall for the lie that says, nah, you're not, you're not good enough for that. You're not strong enough for that. You're not great enough for that. You're not smart enough for that. You're not pretty enough for that. You're not tall enough for that. And, and you can't have it. And so they believe it. They say, okay, I can't have it. No. I guess it's not meant to be. No. I, I I when you know, then you can't accept no. You can't accept the response of a no. That's not that's not okay. You have to be persistent and tenacious about this that you know. You understand? I do. I just, For those of you that are listening, if you have to listen a couple times to this radio show, go ahead, because I know we're talking about knowing a whole lot and it can get a little bit confusing. But the basis of what we're talking about is there comes a place where you know something to be true, right? right. And you have to follow the truth instead of what the world presents to you. And when you know the truth, when you know your answer is yes, you can't accept a no from anybody. You can't accept a denial from anybody. No. When you know your answer is yes. And that level of knowing, that level of confidence comes from a certain place that you're led to through your discovery of yourself and your relationship with Christ. And no one else usually knows it. No. No one else usually knows what you know. You look like a madman with this note. Um, I mean, let, let's just, you know, just something that is really common. Like when you know who your mate is, like, you know, you, you know, this person, like the back of your hand, you know, you know what God already told you. And right. everyone else around you is like, why aren't you dating? Why aren't you doing this? And <laughs> da, 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 da. But you, you, you have a strong inclination of, hmm. I know that I know that I know that I know. Mm -hmm. You understand? Or even, let me tell you, even if it comes to, I have to use things that people can relate to, but um, this can be applied in other situations aside from what I'm saying. When you know that that job belongs to you, yeah. even though you, you may have been denied, even though um, you don't meet the qualifications, even though they didn't hire you, you know. Let me tell you, I tell the story all the time of this one time. I, I knew that a job was mine. And I, I got a call. <laughs> Let me tell you. It is so funny to me. I got this call 
I applied for the job and they, you know, I went on the interview and they told me that they, they weren't picking me, you know, like, mm. you know, we have, we've chosen, you know, they gave you that yeah. little generic, <laughs> we've decided to go with another candidate, whatever. And it was a pool of people that they were going to be hiring for this particular job at, um, at the, like a water, the water department or mm. whatever, OUC, I think. And they'd already given me the information, like when training starts and, like I knew all of that information right. about the job. It was just regular information they gave to the people. You know, if we were to start you, you would start on yeah. this day at this time. <laughs> you know what old girl did? Like I was like, this is my job. I don't know what y'all <laughs> talking about. So you have told me no, but I know. Like, okay, so this might be a little borderline crazy to some people, but I went to training. <laughs> I was at training bright and early on whatever day that they told me. And um, and I was in training like four hours in, and the hiring manager kind of like walked past the training class. She's looking at me. I was like, "Good morning to you too." Like she's looking like I don't remember. Did I? I don't know. I was at work, y'all. I gotta check, y'all. It's like I know that I know that I know. Um, that for me, that has happened with every job that I have had. Like, not that I just showed up there, but I knew. He's just where, showing up at random people's like, offices. No, I, this is my job. I don't know if you know. You didn't get the memo, but I did. Um, but for every job that I have ever, ever, ever had, I knew the job before I received the job. But you know what has? But you know what has to happen in order for you to be able to do that, and that's the part that most people won't take the time in order to do. Is you had to seek out. You had to seek out your answer. You had to you had to pray or, or fast or, you know, it's true. Whatever it was that you had to do in order to get God to say to you, this this one's yours. Right. You had to be in direct connection with the Savior. You know what I'm saying? You could not be disconnected with the Savior. You had to be in correct direct connection with the Savior in order to be able to hear his voice when he said this one's yours. Then you could walk into that place with confidence. What we do is instead of going to that place of intimacy with the Savior and direct connection with the Savior, we just kind of throw resumes out and then hope somebody will pick it up and hope that one will be good enough for us and hope that God will align the stars and the moons and the planets so that we'll get one that we like and then we'll call it the blessing of the Lord. But he's given us the opportunity to work from the end and not from the beginning. So we can go from the from the final say so where he says this is your job, yes. just like he does. He works from the back to the front. That's right. He knows the end from the beginning. That's and right. And so he's given us the opportunity to do the same thing where he we can go from the back end and be like, okay, this is the job that I'm going to have. Okay, now I have to reverse engineer this thing so I can figure out how I'm going to get this job because I've already yes. been told this is the job that I'm going to have. It's interesting that you bring that up a little so bit. Powerful. It is, and we'll have to go to break here in a second. I hear the music, but. I'm going to turn the music off because I don't care. Um, and it's my show and I can do that. Ooh, so, <laughs> your face. Um, but I was thinking about that earlier today because God was kind of dealing with me about that whole situation. Oh, the whole, really? Yeah, the whole reverse engineering thing mm. that he was like, listen, you have access to timelessness. Yes. You have access to timelessness. When you have access to Christ, you have access to infinity. Yes. And he can show you anything he wants to show you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you can petition to be shown anything you want to be shown. Now, he can say yes, he can say no based on what he feels is best for you, your growth level. Maybe he just wants to surprise you. Sometimes people t- won't tell you what they want you, you what you want to know because they want to surprise you. This is true. But 
you have access to this in line of infinity yep. where you can petition the father for the answer and get the answer and now reverse engineer the beginning of this thing yes. so that you can figure out how how do I get to the end? I know what the end is. So if I work backwards, I can tell you how I can get there from the space that I am right now. Yes. And he was just kind of dealing with me about that, about not only some things that I'm going going on in my life, but just like your whole purpose and destiny and everything. If God has shown you what your destiny is, if he's shown you what your calling is, if he has shown you what your purpose is, for lack of a better example, if he's shown you that you're going to be a musical genius on stage, you know what I'm saying, playing guitar for a, a hundred thousand people, well, then you've already seen the end of the matter. Yeah. All yeah. you have to do you know is how the story ends. Yeah, you know how the story ends. So all you have to do is reverse engineer that thing. Well, if I'm gonna be on stage in front of millions of people, I guess I better get my fingers to twiddling these strings. That's right. So that I can be the best guitarist out there. Absolutely love it. And Love s- it. And we don't do that enough. We don't. We don't we tap don't, into that enough. We don't recognize that. And I, uh, <laughs> what, one of the things that, uh, I, there's so many different things that I say, but there's a, there's a visual that I have for everything. So this visual is that we live in time. Yes. We live in time. This is where we live. This is where we operate. But our spirit man works from eternity. That's right. So that information that you said that he shows you when he's showing you the end, he's pulled you out of time, Mm -hmm. set you into eternity and said, hey, okay, this is your seat. This is your front row seat to what's going to happen in time. So after I show you this, I'm going to now place you back in time for you to do whatever you need to do. To to make that thing happen. Exactly. Yep. And so we don't, it's almost like the movie Back to the Future like you get to you 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 have the ability to see what's going to happen like right. I, I I love it I love it I love it I love it and I find I, I am greatly offended when man I'm very greatly offended when man tries to intercept what I've seen in eternity and they do it in time right. it is it is very offensive to me. I know that God has purpose in it, but it's very offensive to me for you to play <laughs> with my time. You understand you know what I'm me? Saying? And, and I understand. Yeah. I you, already know. And not only that, you understand the value of your time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You understand the finite, the finiteness of your time. And, and so, and I hope anybody who's listening is catching that in the spirit, but you understand how finite your time is so that when God is taking you out of time into eternity, shown you something, he can show you, it doesn't have to be some great, big, gigantic thing. It doesn't have to be your purpose. It doesn't have to be a million dollars. It doesn't have to be anything like that. Right. He can show you, you know what I'm saying? Like that you shouldn't go to work on a Tuesday, you know, anything, yeah. anything. Yeah. But when he's done that, you have the ability now to reverse engineer that thing. And you have the ability, if God says to you, Okay, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna run a multi-million dollar corporation. Your butt better be in business school or in some type of business classes or understanding how corporations work or doing the work that is necessary to get to that end result. What we do is we sit around and we hope that it'll just happen. No. And we sit around and we hope that God will, like we said, line up the stars and the planets and and everything and the waves and you know, blah, 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 and just hope that this thing is gonna all work out for the good. Right. Instead of making it all work out for the good. Yes, making it. Let's stick there for a moment. Once God takes you into eternity and, and shows you this, 
you have the ability to travel to eternity on your own you sure at, do. At, at, at some point. You, you'll figure it out. Like, you know what? I can. Call, <laughs> this is when you have the ability to speak the things that are not as though they were. That's this is right. when you get to um, command, um, make your demands in the earth. That's this right. is when you, you're able to, um, oh, gosh, call forth those things. That's right. Because this what? is where you take it by force. I like to say I'm going to take it in eternity so it's done. That way when I get back in time, you try it if you want to. I've already done this. Like I, <laughs> I went out here and did this. I, you don't, don't I already it. have it. Yes. And that's what people don't understand. It's like I already have it. Yes. When I've secured something in eternity, it belongs to me. Just because I have not reached the moment in time where it's handed to me does not mean that it doesn't already belong to me. Yes. And so now we're looking at a place and a people who are instead of setting things up for what they have been guaranteed in eternity, they are hoping and wishing and praying and petitioning and, and going to God over and over and over again and asking for the exact same thing over and over and over again and begging and pleading and hoping and praying and begging and pleading and hoping and praying instead of reverse engineering. Right. Because like you said, that, that ability to step into eternity is there. It Listen, if you are a, Save, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, follower of Christ, you have the ability to step into eternity. Period. Yeah. It is yours for the taking. Nope. I, I I did it today. I did it today. Where you have the ability to sit back and connect to the Holy Spirit and have the vision of the future. The Holy Spirit will give you the vision of the future. This is true. And it will come it'll come directly through your spirit, directly through your heart. And you will feel that thing and you will see that thing and you will hear that thing. And all you have to do from there is reverse engineer. We're going to take a quick break. We'll take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it looks like to actually reverse engineer. Because we've used that word a couple times. Uh, it reminds me of a Ben Affleck movie. I don't remember what the name of the movie was, <laughs> but that's what he did was they would put him in a time machine or something like that. He would see... He did it for companies like tech companies. Somebody would build something and he would reverse engineer it and then they would wipe his mind clean or something like that. Anybody that remembers the movie, hit me up on Facebook. Tell me what it is. But uh, we'll talk about reverse engineering when we come back. Moment of Boomerang. clarity. Boomerang? I don't think it was Boomerang. <laughs> it wasn't that guy. I know it's not that. I'm just saying. Okay. Moment of clarity. Stefan G. We'll be back in a second. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Kim is in the house. And we're talking about uh, we're talking about when you know what you know. We're talking about walking the in, in the authority of what you know. And um, I think it's very important that people understand this entire radio show. I think it's very important that people understand this entire radio show. Okay. Um, because it will change how you operate in life if you put into practice some of the things that we're talking about here today. Um. And one of the first things, as Kim alluded to earlier, that you need to understand is your seat in eternity. You have access 
there is no greater thing in your life than your access to Christ, the Savior, your access to God through Christ and the Holy Spirit who walks beside you. Yes. The Holy Spirit is with you at all times. Right. Turn to the left and ask the question. Looking for you to give orders. Yes. Like, what do you want me to do today? Yeah. I mean, like, the Holy Spirit is like your Siri. Like, what is happening today? Exactly. Ready for you. <laughs> Just sitting right there. Except the Holy Spirit understands you. You know, Siri sometimes will jack up. <laughs> I didn't ask for that, Siri. I know, that's, that's right. I said. And the Holy Spirit will even check you. When you ask for something, that's not what's best for you. Right. And it'll be like, no, we can't do that. That's not good for you. That's not healthy for you. Right. You know, but you have this access to this divine power that you are not utilizing. Some of you are, but many of you are not utilizing this access that you have to this divine power. You are just hoping and wishing and praying that God will do it on its own. I remember when we were in that crazy place, Mm. I preached a message Mm. and one of the message that I preached, and I all I just want, probably like the only one I remember, um, <laughs> but I preached a message about utilizing the authority that Christ has given you, and I preached a message about being having the access to this divine authority, and the fact that you can have anything you want to have. Yes, because you have access to the person who has it all. Yes, and. It's just mind-boggling how many of us don't utilize that access. Right. We and and the title of the message was "It Was Finished," and I used Jesus being on the cross after he was, you know, beaten and whipped and and you know walked the walk, got to the cross, hung on the cross, and he uttered those three words: "It is finished." Right. And a lot of people don't understand that inside those three words were just a magnanimous amount of information. Not was he wasn't just saying like my time on earth is finished. Right. He was saying I've done everything I need to do on this planet. Yes. There is nothing else that I need to do on this planet. I am returning to the place that I am supposed to be. I came down here for a purpose and for a season and I accomplished that purpose in that season. I did everything I needed to do. I showed you the example and then I told you greater works than these shall you do. Yes. And then I left and I said, it is finished. And in that message, what I was really trying to convey was everything that Jesus was going to do on earth. He did it. He's done it already. It's finished. He's like, I'm done. I'm out, <laughs> you know, right. I'm finished. Anything else that needs to be done on this planet, it's up to us. I did it. He's done everything already. Anything else that needs to be orchestrated, anything else, it is up to us to put those pieces in order so that we can meet at that appointed time. But he's not coming back to do anything else. Right. That's why he says when you ask, it'll be done. It'll be done. That's why is is already done. Exactly, because he finished it while he was here. You still asking for the light bill to be paid? The it light bill's already paid. Done. And, and <laughs> but see, but but the thing is, we're waiting for the light bill to be paid instead of reverse engineering the way to pay the light bill. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We're waiting for the light bill to just just get paid out of the sky instead of taking the time and seeing the end result. The end result is the light bill is paid. So we know that is going to happen. Right. 
You know, we know that the light bill is going to be paid. So how is it going to be paid? Is it going to be paid because of a lot of praying and snotting and crying on the floor and all that kind of stuff? No, it's going you're going to have to reverse engineer a process to get this light bill paid. And he is giving you not only the acumen, but he is giving you the ability. He is giving you the strength. He is giving you the character and he's giving you the integrity to carry out whatever needs to be carried out to make sure the end result is done, which is the light bill being paid. Everything you need. You need you have absolutely everything you need. And we're not utilizing that power. And that's some, That's what I was saying when I was saying he was getting on me about that, about the whole reverse engineering thing. He was like, I've shown you the end result. Because for me, he's shown me a bunch of end results. Like, I know how many of the, uh, of the minor conflict stories inside my big movie finish off. I know how they end. And he's like, but you're just waiting for me to do it. And I'm not going to do it. I've given you the power to do it. I've given you the authority in this realm, the authority and the dominion in this planet. I have given you all dominion in this planet. I'm, it's finished. I'm done. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is. You, you ever watch someone, you know something and they don't know? And you're like, <laughs> if they just knew what I knew. If they only knew what I knew. You're like, you know, you just... you. you, you you you're you're wasting time. You're wasting energy. Yeah, it's right in front of you, type of deal. It's just amazing to me that we we can relate it to um, mankind. We can relate it to one another. We when we see someone who doesn't know something that we know, like a child. Yeah, you know they're doing something, and you you know you like <laughs> you know exactly how it's going to end. Right, <laughs> nothing new under the sun. You know, yet they don't know. Yep. Man, and the thing. But they have access. Yes. All they have to do is ask you. Right. I remember I used to tell Maya that all the time. Be like, baby, if you want to know something, just ask. Like, I understand that you're going to try to experiment sometimes, you know, because you want to do it yourself and all that kind of stuff. But I'm right here. Right. I already know. And guess what? I have an answer. Exactly. I have an answer. (laughs) So why, why, why is it we aren't seeking God out so that we can know? We want to do it ourselves. No. I don't want to. I, I need him to tell me. It's, it's, it's so much easier when he does. <laughs> it like, is very it much easier. It works out so much easier. Don't get me wrong now. Opposition shows still comes. Yeah, head. it still comes. You know, like, hey. But when you to... know, it doesn't matter. It's true. When you know, it doesn't matter. You, wow. Like, opposition can come like like wildfire when you listen if god has told me your house will not burn and it's in the middle of a brush fire and he's told me your house will not burn and i'm just staying in the house right because it's not gonna burn right like hey. now you gotta know god told you that the house ain't gonna burn right. <laughs> but if he's told you the house isn't gonna burn there's no reason to freak out about the brush fire that is utterly consuming all that's around you and you know who who is a very great example of knowing? Who is that? Noah. Yes, he is a very good example of knowing. Of knowing that he knew. Yep. He knew like, what he. It's knew. gonna rain, y'all. It's gonna rain. I don't and know what and and he when he knew, here here's, I don't know. Here comes the bells and the whistles when I say this. When he knew, he took action. He sure did. He responded to what he knew. I, I, I use this. Stop, stop, say that again. He responded to what he knew. I take this same concept and I apply it to relationships because 
when you know someone, it's not about what anybody else brings you. That's right. It's not about your feelings when you're at a place of conflict in Mm -hmm. that relationship. It's about what you know about this person. That's right. It's about their what you what you know based on their character and your experience with them. So here's something for my ladies. We have got to stop getting caught up in our feelings and respond to what we know. It's not about what you feel, but it is about what you know. I ask myself this every day when I, because I'm a feeler. I'm an ENFP. <laughs> yeah, I am are. a feeler. <laughs> I get in my feelings and I say, okay, Kim, this is how you feel. But what do you know? And this is a very, this is a, this is one of the reasons why you, why you have to know your word because you have to be able to refer back to the scriptures and what you know, what he said, what he's promised you, what he's assured you, what he told you about him. And stand on that when your feelings are saying all these other things. It's never about what you feel. It's always about what you know. So when when you and your little conversations, having those conversations, I feel like you were trying to hurt my feelings. What do you know? That's right. Well, I feel like, you know, when you said that you were just trying to be funny, what do you know? Look at my face, people. (laughs) Look at my face. What do you know? Carry that with you everywhere you go. What do you know? And hold on to it. Stand on it. Look. I think that's the place right there that that people need to sit is hold on to it. Yes. Hold on to what you know. Let me tell you. Because there's certain things like me and Kim, we've known each other for a while. And there's certain things that people could tell me about Kim and I'd be like, whatever, man. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, go somewhere else. <laughs> whatever. Have but that's because seats. I know her, you know? And when you know your savior, when you know your king of the universe to an extent that you know his character and you know his level of integrity yes. and you know his personality and what he's going to do and how he's going to do it, because it's all spelled out for us in the scripture. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, people will tell me things like, I'll give the example for those who don't know me that I'm purchasing a home. During this process, you know, I had everyone, um, you know, telling, God had told me how much money out of pocket that I, you know, what I would be responsible for. Didn't give me an exact number, but I knew what I would be responsible for in this. And everyone was, I was getting a great deal, great incentives. Really good deal. And my, um, you know, the the builder was offering like 8000 towards my closing and they had brought down the price of the home about like $9,000. And so that put me at about like $18,000 that I was receiving from the builder. But it called for me to bring to the table, um, I want to say between $3,500 and $4,000. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not. That is not the number that I heard. Like, that's not what I, I don't know. I didn't sign up for that. And um, my my realtor, my lender, everyone was, like, assuring me, like, you're getting a brand new home. Yes, like, <laughs> they have offered you, look, you know, your the market value of your home is already this. You They haven't even finished the community. Like, your equity is already, you know, you already got a great price. You're buying, buying the home with equity in it, but they haven't even finished the neighborhood, so you'll have more equity by the time the, the neighborhood is finished. And I said, I, I, I 
I spent some time praying because, you know, I I, I was like thinking like 17,000, like, you know, this yeah. is pretty big. And all they're asking me to do is bring, you know, between 35 and $4,000. And I was like, but God, that is not what you told me. This is great. This, you know, it looks good and everything, but this is not what you told me. So I made the decision to walk away from this deal. I was done. <laughs> There are some things that I did just to show to you how. To solidify that she was done. I'm done. I um, um, contacted my realtor and told my realtor, like, you know, I am no longer moving forward with this deal. I'm, you know, you know, count me out. Thank you, but no, thank you. Even she was like, look, you know, this is a great deal. No one else, you know, this home, da 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 di. I am walking away. Okay, done, done, dada. I didn't care. Um, and the next day, the builder. Say that again. Say that again. The How next long? day. The next day. The next day, the builder contacted me, and they said, "We will pay. We will pay this thirty-five hundred to four thousand dollars that I was responsible for. That put me at now receiving twenty-one thousand dollars." For this home, out not out of my pocket. <laughs> my realtor was like, "I don't know what you do, you know where you work, you know what you're doing, but I need you to get into this real estate business with me because this has never been done." I was like, "No, God told me how much I would be responsible for. I'm very clear on that. I am holding on to that. So I am saying you have to stand on what you know, no matter." I don't care how vested you have been in the process. If yes. it is not what God has said or promised you, if it, is, if it does not line itself up with what you know, walk man, away. walk away. But here's the thing, and this is the part that I want everybody to understand. What is it? Kim took the time to seek out the Father yes. to get that answer. She took the time and invested time in financial literacy, invested time in getting her credit together, invested time in putting some money in savings, invested time in making sure that the uh, financial snapshot would look appropriate when it was time for her to purchase a house. Yeah. She didn't just walk in there and be like, God told me. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. She did the work that was necessary for the end result that she was looking to achieve. But you know what? The work that I did was a result of him pulling me into eternity. That's right. And, and showing, showing me what would happen in time. He showed me that I would be purchasing a home. So I was like, look, hey, if, if that's if what's going to happen, let's if go. If it's supposed to happen, it can't happen today because of what <laughs> is really happened. The reality that exists in time. Yes. So there are some things that I need to do in order for it to come to fruition. And I, I had no idea when he took me into eternity and showed me that I would be purchasing a home that I would not be, that there would be very little money coming out of my pocket to do so. I didn't know that at the time. But you uh, did what was necessary right. to get to that end result. Had and to. so I don't want anybody coming out of this radio show thinking, oh, well, God's going to show me a number for whatever the reason is, and I'm just going to stand on that number and it's going to be fine. No, you still have to do the process of the work in order to... Faith without works is dead. So right. you still have to do the process of executing your faith based off of the end result that you are looking to achieve. And you still reward. have to do that. You yes. still have to do that. And then you can walk in that space and say, but God already told me. 
God already told me, and you don't even have to say it, really. You just walk in that space and say, nope, this ain't the one. Right. This you ain't can, it. You will look at it and know, because I was like, <laughs> those numbers ain't right. <laughs> no. But it's a beautiful thing. It, I, don't get me wrong. Listen to me when I say that you will face adversity, that that you will be challenged, that people will question your your judgment like, i know that's right when you went out and did that thing to solidify that you was not going to be involved in this deal no more there was a whole lot of questions yes people were like around. kim <laughs> did you really do that i like, sure did because some the thing that she did in normal circumstances would be a killer to the deal a deal breaker. you cannot yeah. buy a home based off of doing this one thing right can't do it not gonna happen right well well let's just say what i did okay. so people know um I went out and bought a car. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Anybody who knows anything about purchasing a home, they tell you, you 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 don't you don't buy anything. No, you don't you buy a piece any- of furniture. They tell you like nope. keep every every debt or any type of revolving account. No, we don't want that right now. You're purchasing a home. I went out and bought a new car. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> I will tell you that I, I I did get this car because I knew that he had promised me that as well. Yeah. Um. But I was like, okay, well, I'm not getting a home right now, you know. So I guess I'm, you know, I guess it's some somewhere else that I'm supposed to be purchasing. And I went out and got a car. And let me tell you, so when they came back to offer me, offer to pay more money for me, I um. I was like, going, well, that's great and all, but I got to tell you something, guys. Uh, um, I'm pretty. So I was still pretty sure, like, I'm done. Like, I'm whatever. Yeah. That's great. You're offering me more money. But no. Um, I said, well, you know, I went. I got a car. And they were like, what? <laughs> so they're like, well, you know, let's let's run the numbers. What are the new numbers? So I provided them with the new numbers. And they were like, wow, like, you're still eligible for this like we we still can give you all of this the things that we said we we will yeah. and i was like what look at you god <laughs> showing all out for me but but yeah. you 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 have to stand on what you know you have to. and you have to you have to first thing you have to do is get in contact with this with the source first thing you have to do is get that connection with christ First thing you have to do is build that relationship, build that intimacy so that he can take you from time into eternity and show you some things. And once you have that access, you'll be able to travel in and out and you'll be able to see a whole lot of things. But the things that you see, as Kim said, you have to react and respond to those things that you see, not react, respond. You have to respond to the things that you see and don't feel bad to write them down. When you write them down, write them down and be like, okay, I saw this. I saw this. This was a little blurry and I'm not real clear on this. So we'll get a little bit more clarification, but I know in order to get there, I've got to at least do this part, get some clarity and, and write down what you saw, what you know, those are the things that you know. And then from that point, you can start to reverse engineer and reverse engineer. The concept of reverse engineering is kind of like they talked about in Independence Day, the first Independence Day movie. So the aliens came down. They had all this technology. We didn't have anything like it. So what we did was we looked at their technology, which was ahead of our time. We looked at their technology and we said, well, based off of what this looks like and where this cable goes and where this wire is plugged into and they let the energy source that's being called from this place, then we can build something that looks exactly like this. Right. And that's the same thing that reverse engineering is. So you've got the finished product, the finished picture that God is showing you. 
and you look at that picture and you say, okay, based off the size of the stage and the amount of people in the audience and the instrument that are holding and the amount of speakers that are there in order to project this instrument and the TV screens that are showing the people and the intro introductory acts and all that kind of stuff, I know I need to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, 1, 2, and 3 in order to recreate right. this technology, this right. image that You're I've seen. You're just building the, the road. That's all. Exactly. You're building the road to get to what you actually saw. Exactly. And so once you get to that place of reverse engineering that thing, then you can stand on the promise because you've done what you've done all that you need to do. You have executed your faith with works. You have held on. You have seen what you were supposed to see. You've held on to that promise and you can stand there and you can say, I already know. Let me just say this. And I'm saying it for the listeners but I'm also saying it for the co-hosts. When he takes you into eternity and he shows you this thing, know that you're worthy of it. Yes. You're worthy of it. Yes. You can talk yourself out of you really can. what he shows you. You are worthy of it. That's why he's showing you this. Yep. You're worthy. You are. You really are. And sit on that for a little while, y'all. Because I know I am. Because we've both been in that space. Yeah. And you are. He's not going to show you something that you are not worthy of receiving. And it's not to say that you're worthy of it because you've done all these great and mighty acts and you deserve it. No, you're worthy of it because you serve the king of the universe and he is in love with you. Yes. And when somebody is in love with you, they give you all kinds of stuff that you don't deserve. You you were acting a fool and out the side of your mouth and talking about you was going to leave and snapping your fingers and rolling your neck and I still brought you flowers because I love you. Right. And that's the way your king is. That's the way the king of the universe is. He still does that for you because he loves you. And yes. so when he shows you that thing, believe him and know that you are worthy of having it. Yep. And that goes for the career that God has shown you. That goes for the husband that God has shown you. That goes for the children that God has shown you. That goes for the health that God has shown you. Exactly. Everything. Yes. Everything that's in his word. You have access to. So amazing. I love it. Do not limit yourselves any longer. I know we've been kind of hovering on these topics, and I think this is kind of like the cherry on the ice cream, you know, because we've been talking about transition, and we've been talking about fear, and we've been talking about this, and we've been talking about that. But at the end of the day, don't walk yourself out of your access because you can do that, especially if you don't think you're worthy of it. You'll be like, well, you know, he would do that for the super Christian, but I was just masturbating last night, so that's not real. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. He can do that for somebody who follows his word, but I just cursed out my boss yesterday, so I can't have that now. No. And that's not how it works. It's not. The promises of God are yay and amen. That's right. Those I'm, are the only two hey. answers. Hey, that was my thing right there. What is? What did he say? Yay. <laughs> yay, yay. Let me get that. Let me get it. And so hold on to that spot. So get. I'm encouraging everybody who's listening today, get to that place where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the answer is yes. For whatever it is that you want, for whatever it is that you desire in life, get to that place where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the answer is yes. And if you've heard this podcast, we've laid out how to get to that spot. We've laid out exactly how to get to that place. Get to that place. Use that access. 
use that that ability to know something into existence that God has given you. He's already laid out the blueprint on how to know something into existence. Know your world into existence. Stop sitting around waiting for things to happen. When things happen on their own with no effort from us, those are called miracles. And those are very rare. That's why they're called miracles, because they're very rare. Yeah. But if God has shown you good health, then take your butt to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Good health just doesn't happen by itself. Stop smoking. Take your butt to the gym. Stop eating greasy chicken all the time. And do what it takes. To, and you will have the good health that God has shown you. You done snatched the chicken. <laughs> Y'all can still have chicken. Y'all can, just not, just all not all the greasy. Time. You know, that's all. <laughs> I know somebody got upset. But we just, we want you to have what he promised you. Yes. And his promises are always good. And that's where all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Because that calling is that picture, that end result that he's taught, that he's shown you. Yep. And everything you do, building up to that calling, everything that you reverse engineer, building up to that calling, it's going to work together for your good. And the obstacles mean nothing because you've already seen the end result. You've already seen how the movie finishes. Like if you know that at the end of the movie, Superman wins, it doesn't matter how many people try to beat Superman up. Like, right. we've all watched movies like that where we're like, well, we know he's not going to die. So it's just a matter of seeing how he's going to defeat this enemy. That's right. That's all it is. That's right. Because we know the hero's not going to die. They've already talked about part two. So we know the hero not going to die. That's right. So be a hero in your life today. Give yourself the opportunity to have the good life that, that you've already seen. Start the business, write the book, go back to school, whatever it is that he showed you. Go out and get it, man. And make sure you do it for purpose. Yes. Not for selfish, but for purpose. This is true. Because everything that God has given us and everything that he has placed in our lives, he's done it for purpose for us to be able to bless and help others. And so always maintain that at the forefront of your thoughts on all the things that you're trying to do. Because once it becomes for selfish, it, yeah, it'll get You'll snatched away. It. Yeah, it'll be gone. It'll be mine. <laughs> All right, people. Moment of clarity. Stefan G. Catch y'all next week. Hey, hey, hey. Do it like one, two, three.